0: S.E. Land, greetings there, this is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, S.E. Reflections, episode number 40. Thinking about mistakes, been thinking about this for a while, wanting to talk about mistakes, mistakes in our work, mistakes in the learning process, mistakes that teach us what it is that we don't know yet, if we're able to see those Sometimes it makes it so we can learn how to do something different, how to make something else happen. There's a friend of ours out there, Victoria, she's in the SE community there in Los Angeles, has a wonderful little quote in her emails. I like it every time I see it. It says, it says, there are no failures, only unexpected results. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, if you picked up on this, but there at least traditionally, was a real encouragement for making mistakes in the training. Peter Levine, when he'd send folks off into the demo sessions or the triads, he'd say, okay, you know, you have to make at least three mistakes. And different people play with that in different ways now. Stephen Hoskinson has a fun line about, if you still believe in mistakes, you have to make them. There's all these different metaphors out there for the value of making mistakes. And, you know, it's... You know, let's be honest. You know, we get out there in the triads and we're like, this is not so easy to want to make mistakes. Uh, You know, I'm being watched here. Somebody's, you know, there's an observer. There's a, you know, somebody who knows a whole bunch. There's an assistant there next to me watching me. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what is it that I'm even trying to figure out? You know, it's like there's so many different things that... When we come into this work, we are trying to bring our awareness to that we may never have been noticing before. That people's breath rate indicates something about how they're feeling. That the dart of their eyes or the incongruity of their breath with their heart rate or their their tension in their shoulders or even just the flitch of a of an eyelash or the, the you know the twitch in a shoulder muscle says something behind the scenes that can be relevant to us. And then even then, we're trying to figure out how to follow which or that other cue to help a person do something or experience themselves differently than they normally do, which is really challenging if we're talking about people who are compelled by unresolved stress response signals where what their attention is naturally going to be drawn to are signals of their disempowerment and discomfort that are what what are they doing then right they're reinforcing themselves and and how's that going to help them to change apparently they need to get a new kind of signal in relationship to themselves so that they recognize that something other than this pattern is possible well you're there to help them see those other things, their positive forces, their counter vortex, their resources, their blue elements, all of these kinds of things. We're there to help to balance the pendulum and the attention so that it doesn't just get over fixated on that negative signal stuff. And wow, there's a lot to that. I mean, there's personality, there's physiology, just going wacky. There's all the different levels and expressions along the trauma spectrum, the resiliency spectrum, that will confuse us, where a person who will maybe present as being very calm, but it'll take a little while for us to realize that that calmness, I can speak to this, I used to really have this, that calmness is a expression of their freeze, their dorsal vagal dominant state, because their nervous system is actually so wound up inside or so turbulent inside that it's gone into a collapse kind of mode. And so the calm is a its kind of a front or a presentation that represents who a sense of overwhelm more than actual at-easiness. That takes a little while to figure out that people's behavior, their self-report, their self-expressions, their obfuscations, their confusions... Takes a little while to get them all mapped out that we're gonna do as we become more proficient at recognizing the influence of autonomic nervous system behavior, you know, what the repertoire of what is what is Borges Cauley calls it the the behavioral repertoire that the the polyvagal theory and the different subsystems of the autonomic nervous system, The theory just points to the different categorizations and uses of the subsystems just points to the reality of those subsystems subsystems. but that those subsystems what do they do right they they direct or they limit they allow for different kinds of behavior in the organism and if you're learning how to read those maps those psychobiological maps you can see mm, what's going on inside of a person's behavior their feeling state their words and you can use that to help, you know, more self regulating stuff happen. Let's call it that. I mean, big, huh? I mean, not so easy. It's not it's not exactly rocket science. I I I've been doing some of it. You're 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 getting at it. Like we're gonna be able to get good at this, guys. This is like this is human. So if that's the case we're we're gonna learn how to do it. That's great. We're also not going to know how to do it right away then. You know, we won't be perfect at it. We we can't be perfect at it. We just absolutely cannot. There is no way it won't happen. We cannot know how to lean the attention in the appropriate ways until we even see that the elements of people's behavior and physiology and sensorial state and their somatic expression and their visceral regulation or confusion, the coherence of their vocal expressions, whether they stay on subject or get undercoupled and flitter off into some other subject, whether their voice has prosody in it or tends to lay flat or race along quickly in a sympathetic overcharge, until we're learning these things and kind of pulling them in and attaching them to one another, well, really, we're exploring. We're going to stumble. It's surely going to happen. We're going to have to make mistakes. It's wonderful that Peter always knew that that would be the case and would say, go make mistakes. And, of course, in the training, it's a little challenging because people are looking at us, but it's also friends and become kind of like family at times some of us and sometimes it happens that that it's okay we can all laugh with it and sometimes you know we still stay that little like oh I wish I knew exactly what I was doing and yet the place that we're going to make mistakes for sure where it doesn't doesn't matter if we're given permission or not it's just going to happen is out there in our offices don't you think that's exactly where we're really going to make mistakes. It happens. We we can't do it right all the time. We can't know what's supposed to happen, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to have done this better all the time. We're going to miss choice points that make it so that our interventions don't lead things in a kind of efficacious or satisfactory direction. And, the session is going to get jangly. We're going to end up in sometimes what I call the 45-minute pit of repair where we're just down there trying to trying to explain or fix our way out of something. We're going to make mistakes. Some of them sometimes are going to be big, you know, like remembrance-wise. We're going to remember them. I remember mine. Not all of them, fortunately. Some of them I've dissociated far enough away, undercoupled that i can't quite grasp what happened there but some of them just whack me just pow pow see that's why that happened that's why that happened you you can't ever do something like that again oh i hesitate sure i hesitate cuz do i tell you like one where where i i tried to to comfort a client who i was allowing to go off of threshold by taking a step closer, and she, with great vigor, screamed out toward me, Are you coming closer to me? Oh, do you know I was back in my seat in a flash sitting there? What was I thinking? What was I thinking? That was a mistake, or not a failure yet, just a really unexpected result. My attempt to soothe was not going to be soothing. And can I track back what was the cause of that? How did that happen? Where did that actually go wrong? Was the mistake actually that I got up out of my chair to try to come and lend a little bit more support as if I were to put my hand on her shoulder without yet asking permission? Oh, I should have asked permission. Well, wait a second. Why would I need to ask permission? Well, because this thing was happening, well why is this why is this over the topness happening that is even requiring this request to ask for permission where's the mistake oh that i'm allowing this over the topness to happen well why is this over the topness to happen and i need to be able to work my way back in fact this is my challenge my goal to work my back way back where does this noticeable mistake where does it actually lead me to where the learning is at the choice point where I would have been able to steer this, not from fixing one mistake to the next, but instead moving from one success to the next. I happen to know for that session, I happen to know it was that the client called and requested that we do an SE bodywork session. And at the time I was registered in Washington state as a registered counselor and I didn't have my bodywork license in Washington state. And I didn't say that on the phone in the very first moment of that conversation. And ever after that, it set my intervention off to be able to redirect her attention more appropriately. And that quality of mistake is out there in the real world for us all the time. And the more we allow ourselves to say, wow, you know what, that's true, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to need to use those as real opportunities to learn from them. Now, of course, that session, very challenging to get through, and she was extremely gracious in the end, gave me a lot of support for being the young, I think, little naive that I was, of course, it happens because it's going to happen. All of us are going to make mistakes when we take on new things. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to name things, how we're going to call attention to things, how we're going to be curious about things, how we're going to ignore things, how we're going to pounce on that super important element there that looks so juicy. And then when it doesn't work out how we're going to absorb the mistake of that, and so that our client doesn't feel that we're mm, putting it on them or making it so that, you know, all of the other reasons that we could call up their shame from something that we've asked for not succeeding, we learn how to absorb the mistake. You know, did I just ask that? You know, sometimes my questions don't go anywhere. In the same way that when I sat back down, I had to find some way, didn't do a very good job, but I had to find some way to try to absorb the mistake of trying to come closer to a client who was having a harder time than she should have needed to have. And that was happening because of my own earlier failures and my interventions now were going to be off. And at this level, hard to find a way to make that repair. And that's just the thing it happens we're going to make mistakes you're going to go through this career and you're going to look back i mean this is a prediction of mine i don't mean to don't mean to be catastrophic but we will look back and say i wish i could write a letter of apology to you know this that and the other clients that I really didn't understand how long I should allow somebody to feel that. I really didn't understand how long we should go ahead and pay attention to that. I didn't understand if I should, you know, say something else at that moment so that we didn't stay in that freeze for 45 minutes. All of these things are going to be inside of the learning process. Fortunately, fortunately, we are human Fortunately, this is a very human process. Fortunately, there's a lot of good support out there for when we don't feel that we're able to get what we're trying to get out of our mistakes, the lessons that are in there. We can find some of that help that's out there for more experienced folks to see what we're missing and mature these mistakes as quickly as we can. And as we mature them, we'll find others It'll be a fantastically fun exploration. I'm glad we're out there doing it together. Bye-bye now. Cheerleading mistakes. What an amazing intellectual tradition we're inside of. How compassionate. You can't be good at something until you're good at it. You can't even know what you need in order to be good at it until you're good at it. You can't get good at something without making mistakes. So, we do. Some of them will be big. Some of them small. Okay. Let's absorb them, learn from them, move on. Great gratitude to everybody who's helped me make my mistakes. This is Twig. Talk to you later. Get up. Get up. Liberation is possible. Get up. Get up. .org backslash reflections.